Groove Cafe. It is the Groove Cafe right here on RX Radio. And I am Crystal, always excited to hear from my guests, to hear what they're passionate about. And today I have Timothy Bukenya, an experienced management, communication, sales, and marketing expert who currently works as a curator of Evoke. Now, here's the thing that we'll have to explain it's a lifestyle magazine that is experienced and not read. Yep. So I know there are question marks there. Question marks. Timothy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? I love your energy. Uh, I don't know. That's how I am. That's how we're supposed to be as communication and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm happy to be here Mm -hmm. and happy to be here for the first time. Uh, I hope it's exciting as I thought it would be. (laughs) Well, I hope so too. Yeah. (laughs) You've just put the pressure on me. Thank you very much for that. (laughs) Yeah, that's how we do it. Okay, so Timothy, you were saying just before we started, you were saying eye contact is so important and it's something that your dad taught you at an early age. Yeah. And that's part of communication. Very so much. What did your dad tell you exactly? No, he actually kept on telling us growing up that if you're speaking to someone, then mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's good that you look them in the eye mm-hmm. uh, so that they, you, you make a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, in communication, there is uh, what we call verbal communication. What we're doing right now, we're talking. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of non-verbal communication, mm-hmm. uh, which includes body language, which which includes also how your eyes move, also the dress code, how you dress, mm-hmm. and a lot of other things that are non-verbal. Uh, eye contact is a key part of it. Um, uh, drivers, I don't know if you notice, drivers use a lot of eye contact on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of signaling that that, that goes um, uh, unnoticed sometimes. But if you're very, very, very keen, mm. uh, you 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 know if someone is coming towards you, driving towards you, and then you look at them, there is a lot of messaging there that happens. Yes, so, yes. Um, uh, I've studied these things over time, growing up and, and through my experience, and uh, I believe there's a lot that you can say with your eyes. My goodness, you're the first person who's ever brought that up. But you're right, you actually mm. do take your cues from other people, sometimes yes. even to give someone way. Yes. It's simply you look at each other, and then exactly. you have that little wave at the end that short glance Mm -hmm. uh, that moment is when you either gain it or lose it Mm -hmm. on the road for that particular moment True, yeah. true, true. So true. eye contact is important. That's just an example of how important it is. Mm-hmm. And then yes. you said verbal, non-verbal. A huge part of communication is yes. a non-verbal. Yes. When you are meeting with someone in person, right? Exactly. Um, uh, related to that, you can never have another opportunity to, to make a first impression. I've been saying that for years. You can <laughs> yeah, never yeah, really yeah, make... Yeah, you can try and improve on it, maybe. Uh, never, ever. So it's only one <laughs> never, bullet. Never, ever. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's only one bullet and you had better have it right you had better shoot the target mm. so make sure that your non-verbal comes the first time you meet someone uh, uh, on point um, uh, how you dress how you carry yourself mm-hmm. the eye contact of course the, the body language mm-hmm. uh, how you look everything is extremely very important um, uh, that's non-verbal because uh, I think we pick up non-verbal cues uh, that's what people call vibe mm-hmm. these days so oh people, yes it's yeah, yeah, giving off a weird vibe huh? exactly it's <laughs> stuff like that so we pick up non-verbal cues so much faster than the verbal ones so by the time you start explaining yourself you know I am Timothy and where I started from and what someone has already picked up something else how you walked in how you carried your body and mm-hmm. then if you've been looking at them or not so it's very very important to, to take how you smell I, I, I don't want to go there yeah, but yes, it's I'm also sorry, very important. I'm going there. I am well, going there. Well, go, go, go right away. I'll send over. How you smell too. It's, it's important, yes. So, Timothy. So, yes, a cologne is important. A cologne is important. Not yeah. just to smell fresh and clean, really, at the end of the day. A cologne is important. Eh, 
Okay. Yes. He has said it. Please <laughs> get your shillings, your yes. manners, and get Put yourself something. Yeah, something nice. Okay. A designer, one that that can. Uh, you don't have to. to it doesn't have to be very strong, mm-hmm. but one that leaves an impression. Of I like. Yeah, somewhat yeah. overpowering. Yeah. Where you even no. are taken aback, right? No, no, that's not nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Timothy, you're Ugandan. A hundred percent. Born here. Uh huh. Yeah. Born in Uganda in Jinja. In Jinja. Yes. Oh, did you have one of those fabulous childhoods? Yeah. Nearly everyone I know who grew up in Jinja, I'm like jealous. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my dad used to work for the UEB way back uh, when I was born, and Mm -hmm. we used to live in the quarters for the UEB stuff. They're called Ambakot. So Ambakot was a very nice place. Um, a very organized living, mm-hmm. nice roads, of course, within the neighborhood, yeah. uh, nice houses and everything. Uh, my mom was a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, we had a good time growing up. Okay. Yeah. Big family, lots of siblings? Uh, about seven of them. And for nearly three passed. So, so, so five now. Uh, Sorry, and then number six. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Um, uh, a lot of excellent family. Uh, we paid, you call it black tax? Yes, yeah, black so, tax. <laughs> <laughs> so we paid a lot of that. Uh, uh-huh. I had a lot of uncles, a lot of cousins uh, from both sides of my parents living with us. Who would yeah. come through your home as well. Right? Yeah, and stay for very long periods, extended periods, eight mm-hmm. months, three months. Yes. Years even. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think the world is so different today from the way we grew up. So much because uh, now I'm married and uh, I just live with my wife mm-hmm. in a big house. Do you see yourself having relatives kind of living with you? I don't think we have space for that anymore. Not not in my house, but I think the way we've morphed as as a culture, mm-hmm. as, as 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 a people in Uganda, I I think even some people find it convenient mm-hmm. to to go and say like uh, I, during the first COVID lockdown 2020 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't married yet so a cousin of mine oh so you recently married recently <laughs> November <laughs> oh my 2020 gosh. not so, last year but uh, 2020 yes mm-hmm. so um, uh, a cousin of mine invited me and mm-hmm. said yo COVID we don't know what's happening so you know what come uh, stay over with us my husband and I had kids and I went and stayed for about four or five days mm-hmm. and I, I felt very very uncomfortable very strange very huh? strange very so uh, after five days I I said bye and went back to my house. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I, th- I would imagine a lot of other people feel the same. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think we as a society now, uh, given the advancements and growth and everything, we still have space for a lot of that. Yeah, lifestyle is very different now. So the different. expense of lifestyle is different. Exactly. And also, a lot of people say you can help people where they are. Yeah. Not necessarily they have to come and, and yeah. live with you. Yeah. Okay, so you went to school in Ginger? Yeah, a bit. I went to primary school to Victoria School mm-hmm. in Jinja, yeah. uh, the best school in Eastern Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But then, around my P3, mm-hmm. my dad came here and told me, I want you to go to King's College, Budo. In P3? In P3. And he said, he was very strategic as a man. So mm-hmm. he said, for you to make it, you have to go through Budo Junior School. It's the easiest way to, to make it King's College, Budo. What was so, his reasoning for that? He wanted me to make it to Budo and make it in life. Also, to go to Budo yes. secondary. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, no, no, not secondary. Don't, no, say that. Say, Don't say that. Don't say that. Oh, again. sorry, and King's College. King's Budo. College Budo. Yeah. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, in P3, he was telling me, I'm going to take you for an interview to, to join Budo Junior School. Mm. So, we went for that interview in P4, in my P4, and I passed it. So, in P5, I I joined boarding school mm-hmm. at, at Budo Junior, okay. uh, where I did my P7, mm-hmm. and uh, passed very well, got a four. 
Unfortunately, that year that my dad passes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my mom blackmailed me towards PLE. <laughs> so I wasn't performing very well. Uh-huh. My dad passed on in May. PLE is in November. So she comes to school. She's like, yo, Timothy, you have to really work hard because it's daddy's dream. Yeah. He's going to be happy if you... Um, if you get yourself that place. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I also pushed myself. Uh, I managed the four. And I was admitted to King's College Budo on merit. On merit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Imagine that tribute to your dad. Well done. Yeah. Thanks. Such a young age. Huh? Very young age. Yeah. Oh hi. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So sorry you lost your father. No, no, no. It's, it's, not, it's not sad. We celebrate him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he did what he did, mm-hmm. and he gave us very good grounding as, as siblings. And all he of us laid that to, foundation. He laid the foundation. All of us went to the top schools in our country. Mm-hmm. My sister Sunamagunga. My brothers, who are older, then went to Mwiri and all those schools that were Namasagali, mm-hmm. the schools that were big then. So he really did a good job with us. So we celebrate him. Okay. Yeah. Were you at King's College Budo all through your, your secondary? Yes, S1 to S6. S1 to S6. Australia House. Australia. Yeah, but for the guys who are listening, they know. Yeah, yeah. It's important. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Clearly, those yeah. memories are still fresh. So fresh. Uh, there is a bit of nostalgia from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sometimes we believe that uh, we turned out who we are because of experience we went through at school. Mm-hmm. And there's this thing that people don't understand. I didn't go to Budo, and I, I, I don't want to sound bragging, just try and sound Budonian like people like, mm-hmm. uh, like saying, but um, there is a whole education that you receive, uh, even um, the, the people that you meet there, mm. um, and, and the vibe and the teaching and the learning. I wasn't like this several years ago. Mm-hmm. I've, I've grown and improved myself uh, because of the things that we learned there. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason, we keep together even after Andrew was just here. Mm. Uh, uh, we were with him all the way from ah. S1 through to university and so stuff. So it's a very like integral that. part in your life. Extremely. Um, integral and, and, and extremely very vital to our formation and, mm-hmm. and for character for everything that we are right now okay yeah. so you're passionate about marketing and communications yeah. but you study finance yes okay I, I did business administration and majored in finance mm-hmm. uh, but uh, when we're finishing uh, oh no actually during my, 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 my studying I studied at mobs we I started I already started doing marketing mm-hmm. uh, NBS TV was starting okay um, uh, so someone just approached me actually my big brother he told me I have a friend who has a connection to NBS mm-hmm. um, uh, they need like sales people well, at that time the ownership of NBS TV was the same as NBS Codeo the radio in Ginger mm-hmm. so they had that the same ownership and so uh, what you call it the team was the same mm-hmm. so they're telling me to sell both the radio in Ginger and, and the, TV. the TV so yeah uh, second year uh, I started running around the streets of Kampala <laughs> <laughs> okay Looking, while you were at uni <laughs> yeah at uni uh, MOOPS mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion a part time university mm-hmm. they make their program such a way that if you're studying in the morning then you better do only in the morning if it's afternoon only in the afternoon mm-hmm. so I would study in the morning then spend the rest of the afternoon doing business mm-hmm. I also had my own side gigs uh, hey. yeah okay <laughs> What are you doing, doing? Promotional material. Okay. So you come to me. I want this shirt branded, the pen, the, the diary, a receipt book, a business card, whatever it was. I'll, I'll, I'll go and do the material for you. Go so, down to so how road. young were you when you started doing your own things? Ah, uh, this is maybe 1920 because it's university. Mm-hmm. You were about 2019. Yeah. I t- remember my dad had passed on. Mm-hmm. My dad was uh, the major bread. Yes. Breadwinner for the Yeah. And, and so uh, there was a gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many things a school teacher 
cannot afford yeah. the nice clothes, the nice shoes. My mom could only manage that bare minimum. Mm-hmm. So for me, in my six work, uh, when we, we when we do work, I told her I'm not going to stay in Jinja. My brothers were already working in Kampala, so I told her that uh, I'm leaving Jinja. I'm going to stay with Bike, my eldest brother, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I went to make it out there. Okay. You started so, hustling young. Hustling young. Which is how it should be. Exactly, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm also one of those people who was working way before I even went to university. Yeah. All through. So Yeah, so everything that you came to me with, if you wanted a house, I could get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> you were a housebroker? Yes, all that. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Uh, to, to make just a little. What do you need? What do you need? What exactly. do you need? I can do all, it. Everywhere. So I started out young. In fact, by the time we joined Mobs, um, uh, I was really doing promotion material and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Then the NBS opportunity comes up, so I start doing it together with what I mean. So when I went to to sell mm-hmm. the radio and the TV, I just would tell people, "Do you need promotional material?" And uh, I'll get some some nice deals out there. Okay, yeah. impressive, impressive. How long were you with NBS then? Uh two years. Two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I did it from my second year mm-hmm. through to when I graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had a disagreement over commission <laughs> <laughs> with one of the managers then. Mm-hmm. So then uh, I, I thought I'd sell myself short. Okay. And at that time, I was starting up a company with a group of friends of mine. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, we thought I should concentrate on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what you did? That's what we did. Uh, how did that go? Still going on very well. Okay. Twelve years later. <laughs> There's some people who are like, "Ha, <laughs> man! I first had to go back to being employed for some time." Yes, yes, it happens. Mm-hmm. So we we registered in February. Uh, actually, uh, about ten days from now, we're celebrating our twelfth birthday. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 2010, mm-hmm. uh, February mm-hmm. uh, 18th, we registered a company called Fire Media Limited. Fire Media Fire Limited. Fire. Fine. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A group of friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, we started doing promotional material because that's what we knew best. Uh, and a, a bit of sales, a bit of events. But we didn't understand it. We were young. <laughs> we were stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, we didn't have capital. Mm-hmm. All we had was the money that we used to register in uh, in URSB. By then it was a registry or something. Mm-hmm. Not URSB yet. Yes. Um, so we started off. Uh, and then we, we burnt ourselves several times mm-hmm. because we were very energetic and extremely very ambitious mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we didn't have the experience so we tried our first event uh, uh, well we, we did a lot of good things for people we, mm-hmm. we would deliver t-shirts we would deliver a lot of branded material and a lot of people around us believed in us and luckily we had the contacts from Budo and then from from uh, other places we went to. Mm-hmm. So people gave us the small jobs of the six millions, the four millions, uh, and mm-hmm. we're doing quite well. But then we, we also wanted to to make the big money. Mm-hmm. So we decided to do an event called the Tikala Experience mm-hmm. uh, at, at Serena, put together a band and try to put together all this music and stuff like that. The eve before there's a rarity in town. No. <laughs> town became a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone stayed away. Everyone stayed away. And uh, when we were done, Ooh. we had ourselves mm. uh, a lot of money. At that yeah. age, I think we had debt of 27 million. Yeah. Yes. So, events. Events are very precarious. <laughs> exactly. Very, very. So so we, we tried to look for money. We couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. Everyone else went to employment, apart from me. Mm-hmm. And uh, because as so everyone else went back, everyone on the directors, the shareholders, yes, yeah, yes, everyone yes. went and got employed. People got jobs in banks, in what was we're all professionals. Mm-hmm. So after like six months of hustling, you were never tempted. 
and I'm, I'm as tempted. And that time I got employed. Okay. So, <laughs> so a friend of mine, uh-huh. uh, I don't think he wants to be mentioned, but he uh, he was a brand manager of a certain brand. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so he calls me up and tells me, Timothy, one of our agencies is is looking for for someone like you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think you can manage. So I just go and meet this person, and maybe they'll give you a job. So I went and met that person, and I got my first job. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, it's not my first job, but my first after graduation mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. from that agency as a project manager. Okay. So, but as a target worker, at the time when I got that job, we had about, I think, 12 million to pay from the 27. Okay. So, in my head, I'm like, if I can save 2 million per month in six months, then I'll go back to the company. So, your vision was to make sure you offset this death that was hanging over you. Exactly. And mm-hmm. then go back mm-hmm. and, 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 and work. So, uh, in eight months, I had achieved, I mean, I was planning to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it was an experiential marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's where I learned a lot of experiential marketing from because I was, I was, I was dealing with, with very big brands. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, I got my first, uh, my first uh, interaction with mm-hmm. those brands and systems and for people who are listening right now who don't understand what experiential marketing is, can you yeah. explain it? Well, uh, as you hear it, marketing by experience. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, you you create experiences, and experiences can be either events or places or certain things mm-hmm. uh, where people can actually feel the brand, experience the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can give examples. Mm-hmm. When you see the people in the malls who create tents uh-huh. and stuff like that, that's a sort of like an experience. So you go into that tent and they speak to you and then you experience that product and then you want to buy after. Uh, the people in supermarket who walk up to you with flyers and what that's uh-huh. experiential marketing. Who, Some who have events. those little stores, promotional stores, exactly, things like that. All that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some events here in Kampala are experiential marketing events. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally they are, they are sponsored and branded by brands and brands that after someone goes through this experience they will attach themselves mm-hmm. to this brand so you build like a, a relationship relationship mm-hmm. of sorts uh, 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 around, around your experience. target audience mm-hmm. yeah, based on experience yeah mm-hmm. so I did that for 8 months and just when I was planning to leave uh, another agency calls me up <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, this is uh, a recruitment firm that calls me and they're like you know what we want to because I'd, I'd, I'd done my CV at some point mm-hmm. and thrown it around mm-hmm. so somehow they scrambled through it and I mean got it so like I won't give you a job similar to what you did at NBS mm-hmm. but the NBS job for me had been very tiring because mm-hmm. um, it was a purely commission based job uh, wow. and mm-hmm. you know those jobs how they you have to work hard you have to more dust, <laughs> sun, no car. No car. <laughs> uh, it's a hustle. It's a mm-hmm. re- it's it's what you call your real hustle. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to go through that experience again. I've done this job where I had a car, company car, two company cars, uh, and uh, a fuel card, and airtime, and, and relatively very good pay. So mm-hmm. now these guys are calling me and telling me, "One, give you a job similar to what you did at NBS." So I told them, "Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you." Yeah, I'm past that. I'm not going to do that. So the lady is like, "No, but Timothy, she was motherly. Mm-hmm. That's not how you handle it. Come and see what we have to offer." Okay. And then maybe you can reject. be open to the conversation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I drove over. I had a company car, and then uh, met with them, and uh, the offer was. Twice, what has Annie? Ah. Uh, and it wasn't the same terms. As yeah, it wasn't the same terms as the NBS. bad experience you had had. No, 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 it wasn't uh, mm-hmm. totally, totally. Uh, it was actually a higher level because you know agencies also have have I don't know if they but the structures and levels. So at Trivo, I was project manager, but the, the, the traditional agency structure is that project managers 
report into into uh, account managers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they were offering me an account managerial Manager position. Mm-hmm. position. Okay. So it was a higher level mm-hmm. um, and so I took up the job. Okay. Yeah, I did it and uh, I was working on, on other brands again we're doing Procter and Gamble brands. Mm-hmm. Uh Ores, <laughs> <laughs> Pampers. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember the soap it was called uh, it's a common soap Safeguard soap. Mm-hmm. Uh, couple of others and they're doing experiential marketing. Uh-huh. For those products again okay uh, yeah at uh, an agency called youth dynamics so this has really kind of you know also shaped where you are right now and what you're doing yes a lot Before, all these experiences right from then yes mm-hmm. yes yes um uh, yeah so i did that for a bit but then also uh, at that time everyone was talking about the digital revolution mm-hmm. they didn't really understand it uh uh because i i, I mean I'm, I'm forward thinking and i'm savvy and all that uh i registered on facebook High five. <laughs> I don't know if you remember high five. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so we had accounts and I, I look back, Facebook does memories these days mm-hmm. and I, I, I see the kind of posts that I used to do then and I'm like, what guts did we have then? What are we feeding on? You know, today <laughs> I saw a Facebook memory where I was talking about the difference between chocolate and yeah. men. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, how what, what was going on? Right? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm no longer active on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But I, well, I'm on, but I, I don't post. So I, I keep on checking my mem- memories and I'm like, what? How the heck did you post <laughs> all these things? Then? So yeah. yeah. So uh, we were like that, but uh, we didn't know how to make money out of the digital revolution. Mm. Now, at that time, Hugo was uh, very big and they were positioning themselves as uh, the, 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 the torch bearer, the pioneer in the digital revolution in Uganda. Mm-hmm. They had put up billboards, they had done a lot of stuff. So in my head, I'm like, but I have to go to Yugo and try and, and try and plan this thing because in agency life or in marketing or whatever, well, you need this knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I applied to Yugo and got a, a job as an account manager there. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, we're doing accounts like High, I think the biggest was Heineken. Yeah, um, worked there for a bit, but got very bored very mm. soon because uh, <laughs> there's nothing so much to learn on, okay. on, on digital. Yeah, so it was, it's just learning how to like use it in a different space exactly. but you already had all the tools exactly mm-hmm. yeah so that's when I moved on uh, no now I was really lucky two agencies came calling mm-hmm. um, uh, an agency called EXP mm-hmm. called me up mm-hmm. and then another agency called Ginadin they were now Ginadin was was um, running the experiential marketing and the, 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 the trade sales for, for Heineken which we were doing digital for mm-hmm. so they came calling at the same time and I had to choose I remember meeting the country manager of EXP mm-hmm. and she told me, you know, if you go with Dina Dean, you only have one brand mm-hmm. to work with. But if you come with EXP, you have A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> there were like seven brands that were active there. Okay. Uh, so I, I got sold mm-hmm. and I went and did work with EXP as mm-hmm. an operations manager. Uh, but I didn't settle in quite well. Okay. Yeah, the culture was a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my approach to things was very different from 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 what was. The so it wasn't there. a right fit for you. It wasn't a perfect fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran into a bit of trouble there, mm-hmm. and then uh, at some point I just made up my mind to leave. Also because my mind was very focused at 
at running the company with Sarah. This is about 2014. You'd, four years. But you'd been thinking about it like for exactly, years, yes. even though you were working yeah, in other places. Exactly. You want to come back. But also, I've spoken to a lot of people who are in marketing, and you know, the agency life is also quite demanding. Yeah. There's a lot of burnout as exactly. well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because at time, I was I was in charge of execution for experiential marketing for more than five big brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, EXP had, and I think they still do, had Coca-Cola. Um, uh, they had um, uh, Airtel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had uh, Zuku TV. At that time, Zuku TV was coming in and coming in very, very, very strong. Very strong. Mm-hmm. They had Unilever, and the Unilever is a lot of other, other Many other brands, different brands. Many mm-hmm. different brands and a couple of other things. And as I, I was tasked with executing uh, all that stuff, reporting on it, planning for it, pricing it, what that. It's ready and countrywide. The big, <laughs> very big campaigns. Mm-hmm. Some of them are the biggest promotions the country has ever seen. They burnt out. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the point is, I think the experience that you got. Yes. Thank you for being so honest and telling us about your journey. I mean, yeah. I think it helps a lot of other people, especially when they're trying to decide whether to move, whether to stay. Yeah, sure. What would you say is like for you, the thing that kept you grounded, that kept pushing you as well? Because you have to have a lot of self-motivation and drive. Yeah. And I think also like curiosity, like willingness to learn new things. What yeah. was it for you? The fear for failure. Mm-hmm. In life, I fear to fail. So fear of failure is what drives you. Yeah, it's what drives me even up till today. I I I I, I like success. Mm-hmm. I like being very successful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and from my experience, I try to learn how to be successful. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what uh, puts me out of bed okay. every morning, mm-hmm. very early in the morning. And, and I, I go to work and work hard and do a lot of things to try and make sure that I never ever fail. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think we all have to fail at some point in some ways. No, it's uh, yeah. There are times when uh, things don't go right, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you. Uh, we're gonna later on. I'll tell you the things we've achieved, and it's going to look so beautiful. Mm. But it just doesn't come on, on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. You a lot of times things don't go so well and unfortunately you don't have a time to like this to explain to everyone mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of judgment mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, you feel you faced a lot of that a lot uh, people don't understand you uh, people call you all sorts of things i know if you're trailblazing or if you're leading something mm-hmm. then you, yeah you go with a success which is very beautiful but then when there's a failure it's you a lot of times people can't separate the difference between Timothy and Evoke. Uh-huh. And so if Evoke is, is not doing something nice, then it's Timothy. If Timothy is not doing something nice, it's Evoke. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, that's that's a bag that you have to carry. That's part of it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of times. Uh, yeah, been through uh, a lot of stuff. But then I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. It's, it's stuff that I think uh, what doesn't kill you makes you so much stronger. So you talked about, you know, the fear of failure drives you. Yeah. And to be a trailblazer, you have to keep going. Yeah. What do you do to stay ahead of the pack? Like, what would you advise someone? So uh, it's fixing your eyes on a goal. On a goal. On a, on a, yeah, on a vision. Setting uh, goals and visions for yourself. Exactly. It's uh, uh, What does good look like? That's always my question. Where, what does good look like? Where do we want to be with whatever you're doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 a question. As in, how do you see? How do we see Vogue? What do we want it in five years time or in ten years time? Mm-hmm. How do we want it? Mm-hmm. So the first thing is to set that that vision. And uh, someone broke it down for me that a vision is that thing that you always like to achieve, but it's hard to achieve. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And the moment you achieve it, <laughs> change it. <laughs> change it to something else. Something else. So you keep, 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 keep going. Keep going, exactly. Mm-hmm. So once you align to that, and then uh, uh, it becomes very easy for you to keep going and to keep moving and uh, to know what to do and what not to do. Because um, uh, if I walked out of here and I don't know where I'm going, then I can take any road. Mm-hmm. But if I know that I'm, say, going to Tinder or to Ginger or wherever, then I know what road to take. Yeah. 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 So that's what keeps me going. Okay. Yeah. So, Timothy, how do we get in touch with you? How do we find you online? How do we find out more about Evoke? Evoke has its own handles. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, evoke underscore UG for Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. then Evoke Uganda on, on, on Facebook uh, Evoke like I told you earlier is a lifestyle magazine that people experience mm-hmm. so because of all this experience we learned a lot of it all of us mm-hmm. and so we thought to ourselves what if we can create a movement of young people like minded people um, uh, who can be within that movement and uh, and achieve things mm-hmm. so we did a research in 2016 what the young people interested in we found out fashion technology music entertainment movies and a lot of things that people are interested in mm-hmm. so we decided to do a, a sort of like experiential property where people can come together and, and, and love things so um First, in 2017, we launched something called Evoke Night, which is um, a fusion of entertainment for and, the night. And, and fashion. And, and fashion and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So we did that for a bit of time. Um, uh, we got partners. Uh, the beer companies came through. The last one being Club. Um, all the ATL, the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, came and then we stopped and now through the last two years we've we've, we've morphed we've changed it to do a lot of things so uh, the Evoknet shall still be there we have a night every Thursday at, at, at Lazio oh okay yeah so tomorrow we're having one um, uh, check out our pages and see what happens we have some short clips and stuff to show what vibe goes on there mm-hmm. uh, but then there's a lot of other things that we're going to do with that we have Evoknet nights with a K uh, where we're, we're doing a, a, a music sort of like property which I can't unleash right now until we unleash it <laughs> <laughs> we have something called Evoke uh, Evoke Fit which is fitness and sports and stuff mm-hmm. we've been cooking it's coming up also because our young people are into that we have the Evoke Business Lab which is entrepreneur again you, young people like entrepreneurship so it's a lab for entrepreneurs and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, we have something called Bulletproof by Evoke it's such a love log uh, that's also coming up it's, it's being cooked so you've been busy you've so been very busy. busy this time we have been locked down you've been busy a lot of and now that work. we've been opened up again a lot of stuff is going to be coming up mm-hmm. uh, we've we've also relaunched our management label mm-hmm. and we have a prominent artist that we are managing right now okay. very very prominent we've mm-hmm. been listening for quite a bit uh, I'm not a liberty to mention now mm-hmm. but very soon you people will know that we're managing them. so there's lots we need to check out uh, lots of stuff that you guys need to oh. check out everyone else yeah so that's that's Evoke for you. Mm-hmm. Of course, Evoke is a is a is a brand owned by Fine Media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and and so Fine Media also has its its things. So if people would like to find out more about us, we're available on, on the socials. Uh, they can go to also our website evokelifestyle.com or finemediaug.com. Okay. Yeah. And what about you? How do we get in touch with you online? Where do oh, we find you? I have I have handles. We're not very active. <laughs> <laughs> I see you Timothy <laughs> very active so I'm on Facebook you're on Facebook my full name is Timothy Bukenya told us you told us you're not very active on Facebook yeah but I'm there do we find you on LinkedIn I'm also on LinkedIn yes uh-huh. if you search LinkedIn I'm, I'm also on uh, very mm-hmm. very updated Timothy Bukenya mm-hmm. Timothy Bukenya mm-hmm. um, uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. I think I'm I am at Timiseo T-I-M-I-S-E-E-W-O okay and then uh, I'm also on Instagram uh, that's uh, at Tibu Kenya 
Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm available. I'm all over. You can't you, you can't fail to find me. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me on the Group Cafe. All right. This yeah. was fun. I feel like we barely scratched the surface. I think you have way more stories. I didn't know what ending even. I, I thought we had just started. <laughs> Man, <laughs> we're out of time. <laughs> I know. I know. But I shall yeah. have you back again. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> thank you, people. All the best. <laughs> Groove Cafe. More variety for your workday. We love the best. Variety music. Every day. I love it. RX Radio.